For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith, which comes by hearing and hearing the word of God, rightly divided here with power, authority, and conviction by Bishop Eddie Addy from the Macarius Church headquarters. This anointed teaching will challenge you, strengthen you, and equip you for a truly victorious life in the Lord. Be transformed as you listen. Give attention to my words. You must keep clapping if you know that you are fighting the good fight of faith. You must war a good warfare. It's a good fight because you won. Hallelujah. And we are waging war against the enemy by uncovering one of his secrets. The weapons he uses the arrows, the spears intimidation, treachery gossip, fault finding and I believe that as we progress in this series your victory is coming, hallelujah against everything that is a machination of the enemy in your family in your church, in your workplace, so if you are ready for the next revelation in this series I want you to stand to your feet I want you to clap your hands, I want you to give the Lord a shout as we welcome our father, our prophet, our pastor, our teacher, Bishop Eddie
today God will be kind to you. You will never be the same again. As his word comes into your life, he sent his word, he sent forth his word and healed them all and delivered them from all their distractions. You'll be delivered, you'll be saved, you'll be established, you'll be blessed. Clap for Jesus one more time. Let us pray. Father, thanks a million for this wonderful privilege to hear your word and be transformed by the supernatural power of your Holy Spirit. This morning, we ask that you will open our eyes to behold wondrous things out of your law. In Jesus' name, Amen. You may be seated, please. And um, turn with me to First Corinthians chapter 4. I'm still on my series on loyalty. Last week we looked at the loyalty to the vision of God. And today we are looking at loyalty to the call of God. So 1 Corinthians 4, 1 says, let everybody read. I mean, sometimes when you don't read the scriptures, you don't know that you are supposed to read the scriptures. It's as if the scriptures have to be read to you. So even when you are home, you get a Bible that is read on a device and then you just play it but you yourself never read the scriptures but it's important to read the scriptures and meditate on them because real deep understanding comes through meditation and so at least to start let's all read let's go let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Verse 2. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Hallelujah. Moreover, it is required. And we've been standing on this pivotal scripture that um, there are we are custodians or stewards of the mysteries of God. The mysteries of God, Christ explained, are the teachings and revelations that come through his mouth he said for you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom but to them it is only in parables and so for you it's not in parables it's in plain words so you can understand it because those mysteries are yours they are secrets from god they are revelations from god they are lights Lamp to your feet and light for your path. Every word from God can guide you in this dark world. This world is dark. This world is some way. But the word of God can be your light. Last night I had finished in my study and I was trying to walk away. But because of ambience I had turned off all my lights. And then I left some light in some small corner of the of the room and unfortunately for me I had to walk towards that side to turn it off so when I turned it off there was no light in the, in the room and I was feeling free because I know where I'm going I've been, I, 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 I'm used to the place so I, I took one, two, three steps then bam, my shin I felt a sharp pain I said Jesus in this darkness 
What? Huh. I decided not to scream because I told myself that you now you know that you are not supposed to walk fast in darkness. And then I checked the place and I saw that God had preserved my, my shin and there was no real cut. Just some small something to remind me that I must always walk in the light. So you must always walk in the light and not in darkness. And it is God's word that gives you light, lamp for your feet. Lamp for your feet is you see just around your feet. And then the light for your path. It's like the, uh, the car, the, you have the dim, the dim lights and then you have the highlights. Yes. The lamp, the, the lights of a car have two portions. So that when you are meeting an oncoming vehicle, you are supposed to dim it. But because Ghana is so dark, people don't dim their lights. <laughs> you see, so in a real place where you are not supposed to put on your, your high light, like the one that shines brighter in front of you. Yeah. But in Ghana here, if you are not careful and you are always using your dim, you fall into potholes. I mean, you may easily even go into a gutter. Or something like that because it's very dark. All street, most street lights are off. The lamp is there, but I don't know why they don't turn them on. So the areas are dark. Hey, God help our nation. God bless our homeland, Ghana, and make our nation great and strong, both to defend forever. Is that not so beautiful? So this. Um, uh, mystery or the mysteries we we understand are given to us for to keep that means do them and then also to teach others and then hand them over am i on air the sun here is not as nice as when i'm up there so please help the people in the church okay anyway maybe here is fine so we need to embrace this particular truth that you are not just a Christian to just attend services and church. You are a Christian because God has given you something to keep and then something to pass on. The, the truths of God's word are for your keeping to do them. The Bible says that the things that are revealed are for us Deuteronomy 29, 29. Is that also the secret things, the mysteries, secrets that are not are, uh, uh, that belong unto God? That, but the ones that are revealed are for us and for our children. Is that also forever that we may do all that the words of the law? So the secret things that are revealed are for your doing. That's why he reveals them to you. So when you are hearing God's word, it's not just so that, you know, it's like you've passed through the service and something has entered your ears and then it's just gone. Or most Christians are just, they just spew warmers. They just sit, come to church and go back. Ask your neighbor, are you like that? Are you like that? Tell him that I don't think you are like that. I don't think you just came to warm the pews. Yeah. It's like we all also hear some. That's not the intention. In Acts chapter 16, I believe verse 5, Acts 16 verse 5, 
He says, okay, verse 4. First of all, verse 4. He says, and as they went through the cities, they delivered them the decrees, which is another word for the mysteries, for to keep that were ordained of the apostles and elders which were at Jerusalem. And the Bible says that so were the churches established in the faith and increased in number daily. So this, this is the two-part vision of God for the church that will be established in the doctrines, in the mysteries, in the teachings, so that you too can one day pass on. Because Paul told Timothy, who was his spiritual son, he said, that therefore my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ. Verse 2, and the things that thou hast heard of me, among many witnesses, the same, commit thou to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. So actually, what I'm teaching has been, was committed to me. Yes, it was committed to me. First of all, for to keep and then also to be able to find and I think I found faithful men yeah I, mean, I think that you are faithful that's why I'm here spending a lot of time on you doctor, professor is that not so? are you not faithful? Yeah, you are faithful or you are supposed to be faithful and he says that and the things that you have heard of me among many witnesses the same commit thou to faithful men who will be able to teach others also so what I have been given which I have received which I have um, I've tried to keep I'm also passing on that's why I, I say it with energy and I speak it because I've really I'm established in that truth in that doctrine and that is why I can confidently pass it on with scriptures backup scriptures yes that are all in the bible so you are also sitting here and I see you. Tell, tell your neighbor that Bishop sees you as a faithful man or faithful woman. And what is faithful? Faithful means somebody who can be relied upon. Means you are reliable. Faithful. It means you are reliable. I thought you write or type or do something. You see, in the service you must also be writing because it's good so that it reminds you of what has been preached. Because I know you are intelligent but you know how it is. Even in exams you learn and you forget. You chew, you pour, you forget. And sometimes you chew, then you forget to pour. You forget when you have to pour, and then you are very hot. That's why sometimes when you finish an exam, you are not sure that you pass. So when you pass, you yourself, you are surprised. And I want to tell you that often you fail. But the lecturers are under instruction not to fail so many people. So sometimes they give you max 20%. That is not yours. It's just lecturer's benevolence. So that so you see that most people would have failed, but you end up passing. Yeah. Yes, that's why you are surprised that hey man, trust you. I didn't write anything, but I have passed. <laughs> How many have experienced something like that before? You don't trust she like you didn't write anything, but somehow, some way, when the thing came, they said you have got fifty-eight percent. And you when you look at what you wrote, ah, fifty-eight pound yeah. It should be around 26. But, but they often give boosters. 
like 20% for the whole class. Because sometimes the whole class can be, the highest is maybe 54. And everybody else, like a class of 60 people, everybody else is below 40. And it's like a lecturer, you have lectured people, which is also against the lecturer that you lectured people and you set exams for them and they didn't pass. It means you are not a good lecturer. So as a good lecturer, you have to say, look, I said the questions. I know my people. I'm also giving them 25, 25, 25. So 25, 25, 25. If you have even 29, it means... I mean, 38, 40 there, it's like you are now B plus, and you are getting to very high points. Hey! 59 there, if you're able to get 59, you say you are now A plus, you are getting to the zone. You see, so we are blessed that things are given to us. We have to be very, very, very careful. Because somebody can give you something. By the time you hand it over to the 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th person, the message he gave you and the message the 10th person is hearing are very different. When we were younger, there was no SMS, there was no uh, WhatsApp, there was no mobile phone. So, and even telephone was just in a few homes. So if your mother wanted to send you to her friend, she will just give you all the message you are go to Auntie Ajua, tell her that I want a blue scarf and tell her that when she add the blue scarf she should add blue shoe because you are going for a program and you, are, you need a blue scarf and a blue shoe you see, then when you are working eh, you too when they send you you like looking around and listening to everything around so sometimes when you are listening to people talking, before you realize you've forgotten Ah, is it blue, red, or white? You, you can't, re- so you mix, especially if it's just two different things, like maybe blue shoe and then black bag or something, you know? And you, before you realize it, my mother said, Hey, my mother, what did my mother say? And now you can't go back to your mother to go and ask, and you also have to confidently go and deliver the message. So when you get there, you see that the whole bag has turned into fish. That mommy says she wants fish. Yes. Red fish. Hey! Then when you come and you, you deliver to your mother that here, say, ah. Edin, what is this? Then he says, then you now you look stupid because you know that you have forgotten everything. That's why you need faithful men that when they give you a commandment and an instruction, you keep the same commandment and deliver it if it's for to 20 people, the same. Yeah. If it's to 100 people, the same. Yeah. And if it's over two years, the same. After 15 years, the same. After 100 years, the same. Can you imagine them? 2,000 years. Hey. And that's what has happened at, throughout the whole church. You find pastors preaching different messages. And, and I'm sure that Jesus looks for, uh, on us and says, what is he preaching about? What is he talking about? 
Because to him, the greatest and most important commandment he gave us was to go into all the world, preach to every creature, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son, and teaching them to observe whatsoever he, Jesus, has commanded us. Do you understand? So when you come to teach things that you think people need, because when you meet people and you are talking to them, sometimes you look at their faces, they look poor, they look stupid, you, you feel they need education, they look hungry, emaciated, look at their cheekbones. It's like, what, what, what is this sin? And sin, they don't need, I mean, preaching about sin and, I mean, uh, that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. It's not what they need. Yeah, they need they need money. They need and, and when you come to Africa, we need visas. Yes, but we need visas to go to go to America. Yes. Abroad they don't pray for visa. Even they don't want to go anywhere. And if they go somewhere, it's like very selected places for holidays. Most of such places have water. When they are traveling, they go to places where there's water because they swim. They like water, but Ghana free. Everywhere you go and there's water. Pastor, yeah? Yeah, MPA. I'm about to die. And I tell you, learn how to swim. I'm telling my church member, but you won't do it. Learn how to drink tea. Learn how to drink tea. There's a way to hold a tea cup. Some of you hold a tea cup as though you are holding a football. And it's like once you see tea, it must have milk, it must have sugar, it must have bread, tea bread. It's like it must have tea bread with fried egg. Oh. <laughs> anyway, all these are things. Well, one day you see that that's what has opened a door for you. Yeah, to open a door. Well, you see white people, if they work with them, not they drink tea. Afternoon, whether it's the weather is hot or cold, they are drinking yeah, tea. Ghana, yes, I, I won't, I won't need tea. Why, why should I drink tea when the, the weather is not cold? <laughs> the weather is hot. Why should I drink tea? But tea is for social, being sociable. It's a social drink. My bishop, my prophet told me that tea is a social drink. And I mean, me, I'm used to drinking Milo and eating Equig uh, Bemi and these type of things. Oblayo. These are my things. But he said, tea is social. So you have to learn how to drink tea. I drink tea without milk. Different teas, different types, without milk. Without sugar. But the tea has taste. When you have milk and they, they just dilute, every tea tastes the same. No, no, no. They are different types. Some of them are fruit teas. Some are, you have hibiscus. You have cinnamon. You have peppermint. You have uh, 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 cranberry. Different thing. But then even sobolo. There's sobolo tea. Do you understand? But oh, there's sobolo. No, they have to add ginger and plenty sugar so that it tastes nice. Anyway, that's just by the way. Are you there still? So, whatever is entrusted to us is this gospel. And you and I, the Bible says, must be faithful stewards. Because 
he knew that it would take more than 2,000 years before he comes. So he meets some people and says, go ye into all the world and preach. Now it comes to us. When it comes to us, we think that church and serving God is about marriage, children, and this type of beloved dosing. And so it's like we have created a forum where you can select a good and a nice wife for yourself. So once you get a wife, you have closed. Then you don't come to church properly. Once you get a husband, you are finished. Once you get children, they are the reason why you will not even go to church properly. That's why, you see, you are, when it comes to, you see that when it got to your turn, it has changed. And now comes the devil, whose aim is to thwart, frustrate, and destroy any vision that God has for his people and any work that he has left us. So he sows discord, comes with confusion, scatters us so that in the end we will never do what God has asked us to do. Genesis 11. I'll show you. Genesis 11. I'm talking about the call of God. I'll come to that, but you let me just titillate you a bit with these words. Genesis 11. We start from verse 1. And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar and they dwelt there. Are you there still or you've gone home? And they said one to another, Go to, let us make brick and bend them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime had they for mortar. Instead of cement, they had slime because there was no uh, gasem. And they said, Go to, let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven. And let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. Have you got your vision? Let's come together. Let's build a tower whose top will reach to heaven and let us make us a name and then we'll be together so that we are not scattered. Okay? That's a very good vision for any group. And the Lord, and the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one and they have all one language. And this they begin to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. God recognized that what they had imagined to do, it will never be restrained from them. Once they are one, once they speak one language, once they are together, once they have one vision, once they have purpose, one purpose, and they have determined that this is the purpose we are all putting ourselves to. Bible says that there is nothing that will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. So what did he do? Verse 7. Go to, let us go down, and there confound their language. 
that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth. And they left off to build the city. They stopped building. They left off to build this city and tower whose top reaches to heaven. God was able, and I think that when I look at it, only God can come up with such a master plan. That people who are together and want to do one thing, eh, the only thing you do, not that you, you spoil what they are building, or you kill some of them, but you give them a language. It's like, let's change their language. Their language was one language. So everybody, and, and I think that once you understand yourselves, eh, it's very easy to flow with each other. Most of the time, marriages don't work because they don't understand each other's language. That's why there's five love languages. Yes. If I go on marriage, it will be gone for a long time because a few days ago I was doing marriage seminar, so I'm sure that if I go, I'm still warm. Yeah, but it's not about marriage, but I was just saying that when you don't understand each other, it's very complex because you laugh, but it is interpreted as not love. Or that some people, the way they interpret love is that you love somebody else. Yes, so it's like if you love me, then you shouldn't love your mother, you shouldn't love your siblings, you shouldn't love anybody, you shouldn't be seen talking to anybody at all. You see, which is very difficult because it's a language you don't understand. Uh-huh. May God have mercy on you. <laughs> Smile and look at me when I'm preaching so that at least it doesn't feel as though the preaching is breaking you. When you are so serious, it's like, hey, what Bishop is saying, you know, I'm not enjoying it. <laughs> anyway, so God scattered them by changing their language. And I think that Satan watched this and has also come into the church. That is why he sows discord. That is why he scatters, he brings confusion amongst us. And the Bible says, so the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth, and they left off to build the city. Verse 9, verse 9, therefore is the name of it called Babel. Babel. Because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth, and from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of the earth. Babel. The same word for Babylon. And it means confusion. That's the time that God brought confusion into their midst. And that is why loyalty becomes a very pivotal message for the church. That we must be loyal, we must be constant and dedicated. And and focused on one agenda that God has given us. And when we are focused on that agenda, and we speak one language, and we we understand that vision, and we put our hand to it, the Bible says that nothing will be restrained from us that we have imagined to do. Oh yes. And if Satan can come in through backbiting, fault finding, slandering, gossip, accusations, fault finding, treachery, what he would do is that he will start to put a wedge between our relationships 
and eventually scatter us and then eventually we leave off to build the city so we are building the church of god but we'll stop building it we'll fight each other by the confusion he has set in our camp and then we stop so many churches have been stopped they were building they were going they were advancing but they stopped building yes because the members don't understand the language of the pastor yes and i pray that god will give you grace yes. to rise up with the power of loyalty faithfulness and dedication to god's call so that we can advance the kingdom of god is somebody with me today is somebody with me today so this thing that satan did we are using our power of loyalty to overcome him we overcome him and the song says that and they overcame him they overcame him the accuser of the brethren who accuses the brethren he was cast down he was cast down may he be cast down from our church cast down from our midst cast out of our midst so that the church of god can continue marching on and the gates of hell shall not be able to prevail against it clap for jesus matthew 22 14 last week was one of the verses we saw that the bible says for many are called but few are chosen many are called god calls many yes and this calling is something that you and i must be dedicated to if you were god you wanted to save the whole world would you call just a few people just only people who can be only in their country or in their community or in their yard or just around their house you call many people that's why in the church the call of god is not the exclusive preserve of a few elite spiritual forces but the call of god is to all of us god extends the call to every one of us in ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 the bible says when he ascended on high he gave gifts unto men and he gave some to be apostles he gave some to be prophets some to be evangelists and some to be pastors and teachers so i am a pastor i'm also a teacher and from time to time i make forests into the apostolic and the prophetic and the evangelistic yes but primarily my calling is a pastor and a teacher so if you come closer to me if you if you want you will see that i'm a very nice pastor those who are the people that i pastor (laughs) nana is that not so yes very nice pastor i'll give you nice pastoral care and then by god's grace too through the grace that has fallen on me from my prophet bishop dagwood mills i'm also not a bad teacher recently i was teaching in somebody's church and he said that i am he, he wants to say that i am the the whole year eh what did he say the whole year you are the best teacher that has come to their church he said you are the best prophet that the greatest prophet that he has seen in, in sent to his church through and i was teaching the way yes 
but from time to time the teaching makes forays into the prophetic <laughs> oh yes yeah and people really like my i don't know some people like my teaching very much i mean they like my teaching all over the world yeah sometimes i get messages those who are able to get my number they say they are following they are they really like my t- even pastors of other churches they say they really like uh, some pastors watch me to go and preach it's like they learn my preaching to go and preach yes i i, I don't know well, i don't know what they see about i'm sure that is something that is a gift that god has given me then the bible says verse 12 he gave all these gifts for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry change the version NIV NIV to equip his people okay start from 11 please 11 start from 10 do you like Bible study or you don't like uh, uh, verse 10 he who ascended is the very one who who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe he's talking about jesus when he ascended on high yes verse 12 verse 12 ah verse 11 sorry okay because you invest okay verse 11 he says so christ himself gave apostles the prophet he gave the prophets apostles the prophets the evangelists the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service are you following so that the body of christ may be built up yes until we reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the son of god so my gift my pastoral gift and, and, and teaching gift uh, is to equip you professor I'm on you today to equip you to do what? for works of service and that's where the call comes in the works of service so when Christ gave gifts to us the gifts were like fivefold maybe like the five primary call is the fivefold ministry like these are the ministry offices like these are the top 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 brass of ministry is the apostle the prophet the evangelist the pastors and the teachers but only five categories cannot cover the whole world so then when he finds his people the gifts he has are to equip the believers so that the believers can do the service of God and do the ministry so tell your neighbor that it seems like you are in that thing that thing that bishop is talking about it is affecting you it's affecting you you are being equipped tell him you are being equipped you are being equipped you are being equipped so when you come to church Contrary to what most people think that I came Don't let me go empty handed Like the woman at the well I was seeking For things that could not satisfy But then I heard my Savior speaking Draw 
So here come the catch. He filled my cup, Lord. Yes, I brought my cup. I lift it up. Come and quench. Ah, you see, bread of heaven, hey, fill me till I want no more. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fill it up. So it's nice to have your cup filled, but honestly, that cup when it gets full, it's not only for you; it's for your drinking, and also for the drinking of others yes it's not only for you God will never save you just for you when Jesus met the woman at the well the Bible says that he ministered to her and she, 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 she opened her heart and received him as the Messiah she left her water pot and she ran to the town and called the whole of the town folk and said, come and see somebody who showed me all that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Come and see. Come and see. Come and see. And she brought them. When they came, they said, woman, we now believe. Not because of your testimony, but we have seen it for ourselves. God will use you to touch many others. We all know Simon Peter, but Peter was not the one who met Jesus first. His brother is called Andrew. The Bible says that Andrew met Jesus. I think he was one of the disciples of John. When uh, John witnessed and said that this is the Messiah. Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. And the two of his disciples went to, for one of them was Andrew. Then he went to find his brother Peter. And said, come, we have seen the Messiah. Come and see. And then Peter followed Andrew to go and see what was, was what, what this Messiah was about. And when he went to see the Messiah, he said, wow, wow. And he became the chief apostle that we know as Peter. He was not originally the one who met Jesus. His brother met Jesus, but brother didn't keep it to himself. The brother said, I have found the Messiah and I can't keep this to myself. I've got to share it with my brother. i got to share it with my siblings. i got to tell my, my neighbors about it. Yes. Then was also Philip. Philip met Jesus. When he saw Jesus, he said, hey, I've also seen the Messiah. I can't keep it to myself. Let me go and call my brother Nathaniel. So he went to call his brother Nathaniel. And he said, come and see the Messiah. I've seen the Messiah. Come and see him. And Nathaniel said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? He said, you dear, come and see. You will see whether something good can come out of Nazareth. When he met Jesus. And Jesus said, look at an Israelite. What? pure Israeli, pure breed an Israelite of an Israelite and he said, how do you know me? how do you know that I'm an Israelite of an Israelite? you are a gun and a chief, you know there are some of you your mother is a gun, your father is, your father's mother is a fanti and his uh, his father is, is a gun whose mother is also, let me just say, when you trace your line, you see that we are mix, 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 only you have grown up in a class who is like you are a proper gun but there are some people. Hey, 
the mother is from Bukum, the father is from Akotolante. <laughs> <laughs> and the father's mother is from Akotolante, and the mother's mother is from Akotolante, and the father's hey, just say when you trace the line who moves away, there, there's a boxer in the family, the girl whom he comes from. And, and Nathaniel said, My Lord and my God, I can see that you are the Messiah. He says, Ah, just because I gave you this small revelation, you have believed that you are going to see more things. There are people who must see more things. Yeah. But most of the church just keeps it to herself. And that is why in this season, we want to reawaken our loyalty to the core. We want to respond to the core of God. Is it a good idea? Is it a good idea? Matthew chapter 9 verse 37 Matthew 9 37 he says then said he unto his disciples the harvest truly is plenteous but the laborers are few you see the harvest if you look at 36 even 36 will show you why he's calling it the harvest the 36 says, but when he saw the multitudes he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were like were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. It's like when Jesus looks, he looked at the people who were following him. He said, wow, these people are, they need people to care for them. They need shepherds. They need men. They need pastors. They need shepherds to tend them. And the Bible says, then he says, he told the disciples, the harvest. So when you see them, it's the harvest. When you see people going to work, it's the harvest. Yeah. When you see people at the trotter station, it's the harvest. When you see people at the taxi rank, it's the harvest. When you see people at the marketplace, it's the harvest. When you see people at the stadium, it's the harvest. The harvest. Then when you see multitude, maybe your eyes are not open that way. And that is why I am a teacher. To open your eyes, not in parables, but in plain speech, so that you can understand what God is trying to tell you. When you see people at the clinic, eh, and they have lined up, waiting to for their turn to be attended to, the harvest. That's what Jesus saw. He says, the harvest is truly plentiful or plenteous but the laborers but the laborers that is those who go into the harvest or the crowd of this multitude and attend to their needs and speak to them and care for them like a shepherd now when you are a shepherd of God's people look there are many many jobs in God's vineyard many problems oh yes somebody's father has died Yesterday, somebody's mother has died. And it's her birthday, but she can't get over the mother who has died some time ago. And even though it's her birthday, she's grieving and she's sorrowful, you know. So somebody sent me a message that I should reach out to this person because the person is, is not finding it easy. So I said, okay. So I made a call. And I said, oh. You see, I'm a, I'm a shepherd. I put on my shepherd, the garb of my shepherd, Doria calling. And I made a call. And I said, oh, happy birthday. Say, hey, Bishop. 
I said, oh, I hear it's your birthday today. Happy birthday to you. But I hear because your mother also passed, it's mixing, the making the birthday not so enjoyable. But I want to tell you that your mother has joined my mother in heaven. They are singing in heaven's choir and they are rejoicing. And I pray that God will comfort your heart and give you something to celebrate. Oh, yes. She said, Bishop, you have made my day. She said, all my, my troubles are over. That's the shepherd. But see, how many of me eh, can be there to comfort this one? And this one has been, got broken heart because one of the brothers in the church promised to marry her and has changed his mind. So now she's also there. She doesn't know what she's just crying. Do you see? So now I have to finish this person whose mother, whose birthday has come and needs comfort because of the loss of her mother some time ago and mixing and making the birthday some way. Have to now come and attend to somebody who is also broken hearted. That's why one person can't do it. So I'll do my part and then you too, as I am now coaching you, I'm like your life coach. And as I'm also equipping you you also must stand up and rise up and take the equipment i put in your hand and also comfort others and strengthen others somebody needs a prayer i just had recently uh uh dot winers marvin l winers he was singing he was about to sing a song so he wrote this song many years ago and the song came when they were moving somewhere he was going to preach somewhere they are finished preaching he was going away home or something like that then he saw a crowd of people on the roadside and then he said ah who is going to tell these people that jesus loves them then he got a song who's gonna tell them jesus loves them that's the song that he he, he composed that song and he's a pastor, ministry, and saving souls. And when you see people at the trotro station, it doesn't occur to you that it is the harvest. But Jesus said, it's the harvest. It is the harvest. And let us put our hand to the harvest. And it will be a real blessing. In conclusion, I want to list for you four blessings that will come upon you. Or for benefits of responding to the call. Do you like it? Yes. Number one. When you respond to the call, what it means. Number one. It proves that you are a real Christian. Proves that you are a real Christian. Matthew 7 20 says therefore by their fruits you shall know them by their fruits not by their Sunday best dress not by their hairdo on Sunday morning but by their fruits you shall know them are you there? Today, many people come to church for reasons other than a deep desire to seek God. Others just follow a family member or a friend to church. Yes, 
That is why some people fall away when certain things happen. Because they are not really what they claim to be. They are just following people. Some come to church to look for someone to marry. Some come to church to meet a business connection. Some come to church just as a traditional performance. But when you start bringing forth fruit and having spiritual children and responding to the call to give birth spiritually, you will see that you cannot fake it. Really shows your true Christianity. Yes, at least you have something that you are trying to give to someone. Yes. But when you are just in the church, all you do is to look at the preacher. All you do is to just look at the singers. All you do is just to just be around. It's been, what month are we in? It's been almost 10 months now. October, we are in October. Yes. It's been 9 months and today is what? Eight days, nine months and eight days, or is it ten months? We are in the tenth month, so nine months and eight days. And you look back and ask yourself that what have I done in terms of what have I produced? What have I achieved for God? What have I done with all the nice equipment I've been receiving from my prophet, from my evangelist, from my apostle, from my pastor and my teacher? What have I done? It's a question you should ask yourself. And your true nature and your true Christianity is made evident by the people you produce in the Lord. And I pray that you will take up this call and start bringing forth fruit. And don't stop till your last breath. Don't stop till your last breath. Number two. Another great benefit is that it preserves your own kind in the church. It preserves your own kind in the church. When God sent Noah to build an ark and he asked him to in Genesis 7 verse 1 Genesis 7 verse 1 he says and the Lord said unto Noah come thou and all thy house into the ark for thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation verse 2 of every clean beast thou shalt take to thee by sevens. So maybe this where it is maybe the dinosaurs and others maybe were not clean beasts so they didn't get a place in the ark. Maybe. I don't know. And the male and his female. And of beasts. So you give them seven seven. But in case some, some of them don't survive at least others will survive. Seven seven. And then you male and female seven of each. And of beasts that are not clean by two, the male of his female. Next one, verse 3. He says, of fowls also of the air by sevens, the male and the female, to keep seed alive. To keep seed alive. One translation says, to preserve the species. To keep seed alive. The reason why 
you must bring forth fruit you must you must respond to the call you must also add yourself to the preaching is so that you keep seed alive like your type people like you even if it's your profession Today I saw two lawyers sitting tightly together and I was asking them, like, there are some special, some things like the lawyers are together and I don't know whether they're comparing notes or I don't know what they are comparing. That. They are very sitting together. Pah. And I actually, I didn't even know that I was going to use them as an example in the preaching. But I was very, but, said, but there can be more lawyers in the church yeah. when you bring forth after your kind. Because when I equip you, I am not a lawyer. I don't go to the, and the lawyers. They have there's a particular enclave in the center of the city where they fellowship and they know themselves. They know this one is a senior. This one is four years ahead of me. This one is two years behind me. They know themselves and then by the 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 the, the wig that you are wearing, or if it looks old, it means you are experienced. So if you are, you, you are media like new wig, you always look like an, a young lawyer. <laughs> and the gown, they don't change it too. They take the old gown with the holes in it like that because it shows seniority. Is that not, is that not the case? Yes, it shows seniority. These are the lawyers. Yeah. But God also wants there to be more lawyers. So lawyers can reach lawyers. When I equip you with what I give you as your prophet or apostle or evangelist or pastor or teacher by the equipment the work of service you do will be done where you can also reach people where your your type are where your kind are maybe you are a consultant i'm not a consultant and you can, you are the only one who can mix with some consultants and talk to them about jesus I heard the testimony of Kevin Prince Boating, a former Black Stars player, just yesterday. And he was saying that there's a player who has signed for Sevilla. The Sevilla is a team in Spain. And he said that player spoke to him about Jesus. I was surprised. He said he spoke to him about Jesus, but he didn't really make much of it. Yes, he had grown up amongst Muslims. So he was not a Muslim, but he just believed in a supreme being, but he never really had taken much thought to Christianity. So this boy, who is a footballer, a fellow footballer, I'm not a footballer. I cannot reach Kevin Prince, but I've not even met him before. But this severe player spoke to him and it stirred up something in him, but he didn't respond yet. Then he went to the Women's World Cup in Australia. I don't know when they played that World Cup. No, no, not this year, about five years, more than five years ago. They played a World Cup in Australia for women. And he went. And when he got there, then he said, somebody else also spoke to him about Jesus, a fellow footballer. You see, this is what the Bible is trying to say that God gave these gifts. And this gives us to equip the saints so that the saints can do works of service or do their ministry work. And to do their ministry work, you do it where you are. Because where you are, I may not be able to come there. Or by the time I come there, all the people that are even dead and gone. 
I may never come there. But where you are, because that boy ministered to him, he said something broke in his heart. He wept like a baby. He, be, he repented of his sins and he gave his heart to Jesus at the World Cup. At the World Cup. In Australia. Because a fellow footballer who had been equipped by his prophet, by his apostle, by his evangelist, by his pastor and teacher, ministered to him and transformed his life for good. I see you going where you are to touch the people where you are. Wherever you are. But today, most Christians have clamped up their mouths. And I've said that the pastors are there. The prophets are there. Me, I pay my tithe. So the pastors should continue to preach and, and preach to us. But when we preach to you, you are just as you are. And this service, for example, we are not doing well in terms of witnessing, inviting our friends, inviting our neighbors. Everybody is just keeping to himself and just arriving to come and experience my preaching. And so if you are established, you have to be established and then the church of God must increase daily. And that is where I'm now giving you that mandate. This season is a season of reaching out, a season of inviting your friends, a season of reaching out to people like you who can also, and we are dedicating ourselves to this call. And all of us are responding and saying, Lord, here am I. Not send him. No, here am I. Not send them. Lord, here am I. Not send bishop or send the singers. But Lord, here am I. Send me. Send me. Send me. I will go. I will go for you. How many are going to say, I will go? I will go. We will go. Say, we will go. We will. And then, number three, it, it will bring you much joy. When you respond to the call, it will bring you much joy. Much joy. Why do I say that? The more souls you win, the more joy fills your heart. In Luke chapter 10. In Luke chapter 10. Jesus sends the 70. After these things, the Lord appointed other 70 also. And sent them two and two before his face into every city and place whither he himself would go would come therefore said he unto them the harvest truly is great but the laborers are few pray ye therefore the lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest go your ways behold i send you forth as lambs among the wolves then he gave them a charge then when you continue you will see that in verse 17, the Bible says, And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding in this rejoice, rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So winning brings much joy to the hearts. What you have not yet experienced is to have somebody you minister to. He changes. He's transformed. 
there are some people who look at some of the members and say, hey, I remember this person. This person, when I, I spoke to him, he was so bad. He was so like this. They said, brother, Nila, I don't know, is he in this service or the next one? He comes to the next one. Oh, when he gave his testimony, my lady pastor said, it's okay, it's okay. Don't, don't say anymore. But the details of the badness was too much. And the pastor, the two people who met him, we said that we met him here. They went for outreach. They met him and they spoke to him. Very bad boy. He was telling his testimony and the details of the testimony. When you hear, say, "Hey, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay." Uh, yeah, it's okay. It's, it's enough. You, you, you. Jesus has changed you. It's okay. Let's go home. It brings such joy to your heart. And and the Bible says, "The seventy they return with joy." There is a joy in Christianity you can't experience by just hearing preaching. There is a joy in Christianity. It doesn't come by just sitting in the pews. There is a joy that comes. It's reserved for people who win souls. You will return with joy. You will come with gladness. You will see somebody you have witnessed to. The person is now singing solo in the church. Somebody you talk to. The person got changed. You see him dancing on the stage. It will bring you such joy. May God open your eyes to see so that and Jesus said, I think it was in this chapter, verse 4 verse 4 when he was sending them, verse 4 10, Luke 10, 4, Luke 10, 4 hello, hello okay since verse 4 cannot come, let me find my own verse 4 it has now come okay he says, carry not pests Verse 5, and whatsoever house you enter, first say, and if the son of peace is there, let your peace be there. In the same house remain. And into whatsoever city you enter, and when they receive you, heal the sick. But unto whatsoever they see they don't receive you, shake off their dust. And so on. But I say unto you, it will be very uh, difficult for them than it was for Sodom. Jesus said, yeah, verse 21. In that hour, Jesus rejoiced in spirit and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and hast revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. God was happy that Jesus said he, 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 he's happy that God has re- hidden it from wise and prudent but he has revealed them unto babies it's like witnessing going out to witness and experiencing salvation in the lives of people it's like not everybody can see it not everybody has his eyes open to see it I pray that your eyes will be open so that it will not be hidden from you but you'll be open to see that when I win one soul even heaven rejoices and when I win a soul I myself will be happy I tell you unless your eyes are open you will never appreciate what it means to win a soul may God open your eyes and help you and finally when you respond to the call it will cause you not to be ashamed in the day of judgment when you respond to the call it will cause you not to be ashamed in the day of judgment amen in the book of revelation chapter 14 verse 13 it says blessed are the dead which die in the lord 
from henceforth. Yes. He says, and I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Blessed are the, day, the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors. Amen. That's rest in peace. But it doesn't finish there. He says, and their works do follow them. And their works. And their works. Definitely you know that your works of the house you have built cannot follow you. Oh, yeah. Definitely you know that. You have been to funerals. Nobody goes with his house. I saw a, a, a coffin the other day. It was in the shape of a very beautiful house. Like very intricate design. Wow. And I was wondering that... Ah, what can, I think the man was an estate agent. So uh, estate, or he had been building many houses. So they designed the coffin in the shape like a, a, a replica house with windows and everything with roof, everything, different levels of roof and different types of windows. Very nice. And he was in it. But that's the only thing, even that one, you can't even take it away with you. But the house that you built, you no, know, they didn't give you one. Yes, even if they bury you in the house you built, you can never take it with you. That's not the works he's talking about. He's talking about works like things that can cross when you have died and the things that will follow you after are the good things you have done on earth in the lives of people that you will meet in heaven. Oh yes, oh yes. You will meet people in heaven who will say thank you for giving to the Lord. Yes, I'm a life that was changed. And my life that was affected. Thank you. Thank you for preaching to me. Thank you for coming to my school. Thank you for coming to my school. Thank you for coming to the hospital. Because when you were there, when you came, you didn't know that I was going to die the following week. But when you came, you preached to me. And I gave my life to Jesus. That's how come I am in heaven. Because I wouldn't have made it if you had not come to that hospital. Thank God you spoke to me in that truck truck. And that trotro experience is what has brought me here today. Oh yes. May God open our eyes to see the blessings of soul winning. So that when you and I partake in it, one day when your works are following you, your works are following you, the souls you want, the people you want, they will also arrive in heaven. That's what can follow you. Because the house can follow you. The car can follow you. The clothes can follow you. Sometimes the people who are alive, they don't want to put your clothes in because they want the dress that... They want that dress. They were watching your shoes. So they even said that shoes should not be put in the coffin. Because when you put the shoes in the coffin, the man will come and walk in town and be disturbing us and walk in the house. That's what Ghana we believe. Is that not so? That if you push shoes, because nobody, if you go for, you never see the coffin that they have dressed the, the dead body with a shoe. Because they say when you put shoes on his feet, he will come and walk in the house. So every evening you'll be here, coca, 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 so somebody is walking, coca, 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 and we will not be able to sleep. So that's why they don't put shoes on their feet. People are timing your shoes. Yes. People are timing your car. The car there, he will never allow it. Sometimes when you die, 
by the time they do the funeral your senior brothers have come for the cast and your children will be wondering that ah, why are they taking the car why are they taking it to where are they they are going to use it after a funeral you will not see it again so if you have cars and things better write a will and give it to somebody before you die but when you die <laughs> this is your cantankerous brothers one man he said we, we said he should write a will he said no 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 he cannot write it he doesn't want to write if he writes a will it means that he's going to die you see when you write a will it means that you are a man of faith the Bible says by faith Joseph when he was whatever he gave commandment concerning his bones he wrote a will about when, when, when God delivers you from this land eh, remove my bones from here and take his land it doesn't mean he's going to die tomorrow it means that you are preparing behind you what must be done on draw will you leave confusion behind you when the man died his brothers and sisters that he thought were going to be very nice to the wife and children ah, <laughs> you should see them they, be, they changed and you are not a, you, are, you are dead you can't also rise up and say anything so it was not easy for the family the, the, the wife and children to write a will yes it's a blessing are you listening to me and let us give ourselves to this call it's not only full time pastors who must respond to the call ordinary Christians must respond to the call to win souls let us add ourselves let us dedicate ourselves in Jesus name Amen now I'm going to encourage you in this uh, we are going to have a special evangelistic service on the 29th of October we have dubbed it escape yes escape escape from hell escape from demons escape from judgment and everybody I'm going to give you at least must find five people 29 that you are going to bring the service will will start at 9 a.m and then um we close when we close by the grace of god but it's a special service and it's a special evangelistic service that we are all going to be partakers of so all those of us who want to respond to the call and do something for the lord i am going to give you that opportunity because sometimes when we preach there's no opportunity and we don't give you opportunity to actually do it that's why when i preach about tithing i share tithe cards then i get more people to pay tithe and when i don't share tithe cards, i have heard a very good message but even still you see that some people are keeping their tithe in the house still one young boy told me that i have my tithe from february all the way from february or up to august it's in the house you see i wanted to pour water on his face because it's in your house uh, you, what, what should you want me to eat from February to August I should be drinking water because your, your tithe also helps me to get my pay so everybody is going to get how many believe that you want to respond to God's call in this way to be loyal to this call in your generation, in your time yes, because of you several people will come to know the Lord because of you several people will come to know Jesus and that is going to be a blessing and let me tell you
Don't just pick it and say, oh, I'm going to do this. Like, me, I don't know anybody in the world. Look, take it seriously. It will be a great blessing for your life. Yeah. There are people I know. Look, you see my singer who was singing with the bushy hair. Yeah. She was not an original member of the church from her, from her childhood. She was a singer, nightclub, this type of disco people who sing with a band. She travels with their band, everything. Oh, Yes. And then, uh, who invited you to the church? Who brought you to church? Eh? Who brought, yes, the brother who is now her, her husband. Is it, don't have a bad idea. The husband, the guy who is now her husband is the one who brought her to the church. In fact, there were two of them. He got them. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and did you get born again when you came to church? Yes, please. Yes. She gave her life to Christ when she came to church. And he didn't bring her because he wanted to marry her. I know him. He brought her because of this type of invitation, Yabi. And she escaped the nightclub. And she was in the church. And she was in the church for how many years before he proposed to you? About four. Four years. And the four years was just like somebody I know. And I used to talk to him that, ah, will he not marry? Because when I see him, his stomach is always flat. So I was praying for him that he would get a wife. They said, well, they were on it. And I used to also talk to her that, hey, I'm believing God for you to get a beloved. Then one day, the guy came to tell me that. He has looked around. Uh, the one that he thinks that he would like is the one that he has brought. And I, and I said, why not? Against such, there is no law. Even who told me that uh, his wife was his shepherd? Pastor Kill. Pastor Kill. He said that his wife that he has, eh? He, yeah? He did she, she brought me to church. She brought me to church. Yes. 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 Yeah. And, and Salome is where? Where is Salome? Is Salome here? I think she'll come for unquenchable fire service. Several examples like that we can give. Several. She came, Salome came from great invitation. Huh? But your, your wife brought you to church. And you are not a born again Christian. So you are following her for just for ambience. You see, and then as he was, she, he was in the church. She had brought him and so on. Then, you see, who buys tomatoes from the market when there is some in your backyard? That's the whole principle. Is that not so? Because if you have done a backyard gardening and then you need tomatoes, then it's like, oh, leave the one in your house, go and sell it in town, then go to town and buy. No, 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 no. You just harvest the one in your backyard. And that is what God will do for your life in the name of Jesus. 
and it may, maybe you are married already or you don't really need a wife or you are not of marriageable age but it doesn't it's not about what you are going to get from somebody when you bring the person but god has a way of working things out sometimes through somebody you get to know someone who now knows a major person who can give you a job it's like that all the time in the church and i believe that as we go on this escape there will be many escapes and god will bless us truly in jesus name there will be t-shirts there are t-shirts we are going to be wearing it's going to be a it's going to be a great fanfare because we are excited about jesus and we are excited about telling others about jesus and i want everybody in this church to add yourself to this great effort okay every now and then we do a great effort in this particular direction so that we can do great things for our god so i want to encourage you please add yourself and and enter into the wave of it so we are going to give you everybody at least five people if we can get five from you which means that you have to invite more than five and you have to get assurance from more than five if you get 10 fine if you get 20 beautiful but everybody and if you can organize more than and you have to take a bus for them we can help you to bring them in a bus so that god's house will be filled more people every time we have this effort some people give their lives some people join the church and the church continues to grow and it continues to increase and this service when you invite people they will come into this service and your own converse will be in this service and they will be established with you they will grow with you and god will bless all of us god bless all of you the lord continue to strengthen you in jesus name amen please welcome bishop david what a blessing what a blessing so we stand to our feet and appreciate this message loyalty to the call of god which is inspiring us to go out i believe we have exactly three weeks from today 21 days so we will share these but i want to give a chance to somebody today let's bow down our heads I believe we all want to commit ourselves to doing the works of service, the work of the ministry in the next three weeks. And I believe it has been duly launched. And I want you to lift up your hands and pray and say, Lord, help me. Lord, I want to serve you. Lord, I want to follow the words of my prophet and my teacher who has ministered to me today. I don't want your words to fall to the ground. I want to practicalize them and lift up your voice and pray for the grace to be able to obey. Jesus said that the one who loves him, he obeys his command. So pray that I will love God, that I will love my teacher, that I will love what's the words that have been imparted to me to do the work of God. Lift your voice and begin to pray. Father, thank you for the grace. Thank you for the will. To do, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Pray somebody this morning and say, Lord, help me, help me, help me. In the name of Jesus, for it is God.
who is at work in you, both to will and to do. And today you have the will because it has been imparted to you. The words have been imparted to you, but now it's the doing. And pray that, Lord, I shall not be a hearer only, but a doer. As I receive these invitation cards, I'm actually going to go out and do. I'm actually going to go out and invite somebody. I'm actually going to think about how I'll bring somebody to church. Begin on this next Sunday, continue to the, third, the, the, the second Sunday, and on the 29th, fill this house with people whom I've witnessed to. I want somebody to pray this morning in the name of Jesus. Our Father of oh God, give me the grace. 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 I am willing, Lord. I'm willing. Jesus said, if you are willing, the word of God said, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat of the good of the land. Something powerful is going to happen to us as we obey the word of God in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. With every head bowed and every eye closed, you are here, but you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. This is the chance. This is a time in the service. I want to give you an opportunity to receive Jesus. So I want you, wherever you are, if today is your day, if somebody invited you, you know that I have to receive Jesus. I want you to lift up your right hand because I want to pray with you. Wherever you are in the service, lift up your right hand. It's your day of salvation. Jesus said it's appointed time. Thank you. God bless you. I see your hand up. Now is our appointed time. Not tomorrow, now. Now, not next week, but now. And if you've lifted up your hand, I want you to do one more thing. Leave your seat and come forward so that I can pray with you. By coming forward, you are identifying with Jesus. Encourage them as they come in the name of Jesus. Please come. bless you for coming this is the best decision of your life because it determines where you spend eternity bow down your heads i want to pray with you pray this prayer after me it is your prayer i'm only helping you okay say heavenly father i thank you for sending jesus to die for me i know i'm a sinner i cannot save myself please forgive me Wash away my sin. Write my name in the book of life. Father, I thank you that today I'm saved. I am born again. My name is written in the book of life. I thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, clap your hands for Jesus. It's now time to receive the communion. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The communion... As the Bible says, the cup of blessing which we drink is a communion in the body of Christ. The bread which we break is a communion in the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Please note something. Jesus' body was broken for one purpose. 
for our healing and our restoration. His blood was shed for our salvation. I want you to take this communion as a charge. You know, in the book of First Kings, chapter 19, Elijah was asleep when an angel touched him and gave him bread baked on hot stoves and water. The Bible says that in the strength of that, he went for 40 days. I want you to take this bread as a spiritual meal that is empowering you for the next 21 days to do the work of an evangelist. You see, for so for far too long do we hear the word of God and come back again the next week for more without having applied it. But you see, I want something supernatural to happen to you as you take this meal. That when you take it and then you receive the flyers that you are taking home with you, a supernatural transaction will take place and you will become reminded. You will see opportunities to invite people to this great escape the escape 2023 that we are having on the 29th lift up this body and say the body of Christ I am a partaker in the salvation that Jesus came to offer eat it lift the blood the blood was shed for the forgiveness of sins there are many people out there including your work colleagues your relatives who need this blood yes there are enough people out there who need the blood to wash away their sins so I want to lift up the blood and say the blood of Jesus shed for the forgiveness of sins make it a prayer and say father as I drink this blood may I become an active partaker in the salvation of men and women in these next three weeks in Jesus name drink it thank you father Lift your hands. Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter 4, he said, do the work of an evangelist. He said, preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. In other words, when it is convenient and when it's not convenient. What we are saying is that the next three weeks are our convenient season, our opportune time for doing the work of an evangelist. And as you lift up your hands today, may the power of the Holy Ghost come upon you. May utterance be given to you. May you have the right words to say to somebody. May you have the tongue of the learned to speak to one that is weary. For the next three weeks, may you forget your own sorrows and your worries and your problems and the things that afflict you. And may you be an, a person who reaches out to somebody who needs the word of salvation. Father, we pray for the opening of eyes, O oh God. May we see, O oh God, into the realm of the Spirit. May we suddenly be aware of the need of people, of the need of mankind for salvation. May earthly needs 
and earthly goals and earthly aspirations be put to rest for a while in the next three weeks of God as we talk to people as we talk to them about their souls as we talk to them about their salvation as we talk to them about their future about eternity in the name of Jesus visit us with dreams oh God and visions oh God visit us oh God as we pray as we intercede as we go about our business may our business be interspersed with the things of God and the business of God. We thank you. We thank you. We are not asking for earthly things. We are not asking for physical things. We are asking for the grace to do the work of an evangelist. In Jesus' name. Amen. We have no doubt that you have received a blessing from the word of God preached by Bishop Eddie Addy. Do join either of our Victory Secret Services from the Macarius Church Headquarters, East Egon Hills, Accra, this and every Sunday at 7.30 and 10.30 a.m. Connect with Bishop Eddie Addy on Facebook Live, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. God bless you and lead you in a series of victories.